Guide to Dude Cinema. My name is Beck Charlotte and with me is my gorgeous co-host Alex J. This is the podcast where we watch all the movies that dudes have told us we have to see. And if you would like to support us, please head to patreon.com slash the ladies guide to dude cinema. For just five bucks a month, you can get access to all of our exclusive content. We do an episode every single week, you guys. Mm, we got catch-ups. If you get to the start of the pod, you know, and you're like, well, I want to know what's going on with these ladies. What's going behind the scenes? Head over to the Patreon. We talk about it at length yes. every week. <laughs> Gossip about the Sydney comedy scene. Gossip about Alex's cat's poops. Yeah, fun fun stuff like that. As All well the as our stuff you guys are calling for and demanding. Yeah. <laughs> as well as our thoughts and feelings on other things we're watching that aren't on the pod. we got movie trivia. We've got breakdowns of boy bands on there. Uh, miniseries. We yeah. should do another miniseries soon. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so head on over there, seven bucks a month, um, to support what we do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Rebecca! Yes! How are you, my love? Okay, I'm a little hungover, but Good. I am really glad to be back. Um, for people that don't know, I've just been down in Melbourne for the past six weeks. Again, head to our Patreon to find out why. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, so we pre-recorded a bunch of episodes mm. uh, a while back, and now we're finally back in the studio together. Together, face-to-face. Yeah, and it's really nice. You look beautiful. Thank you. You're a vision from heaven <laughs> in front of my eyeballs. Oh, I'm so glad because I don't feel like it because I have also hadn't been drinking for six weeks and yes. I had quite a large amount of alcohol. Um, <laughs> you, well, yeah, we could see. So you've been working on a very cool show yes. and they had their rap party on Friday. So yes. you're on date and then you had to fucking fly back to Sydney on a hangover yesterday and yeah. now we're on day two of it. I do Ugh. not recommend it. Do not recommend it. Stay, uh, like, book a late flight. Yeah. Plan a late checkout mm-hmm. of your hotel. It's Or learn apparition. Yes. You know, learn how to, what's the word where you go through time? Teleport. <laughs> teleport. Straight back into my bed. Learn teleportation if you're going to be traveling on a hangover. That's my that's my two cents. That's I'm, my advice. That's fantastic advice. Mm-hmm. And Alexia, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm heading, I'm heading away for a few days with your <laughs> ball and chain tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I just became a middle-aged white man on a podcast. <laughs> So, yeah, the old fucking bitch <laughs> in the kitchen <laughs> and I are going away for a few days. Oh, my I God. <laughs> no, like, I love you. You're awesome. Um, yeah, we're going away for a few days tomorrow, so I am uh, officially, like, clocked off work mode and I'm very excited for it. I am so excited for you. You're going to have a great time. Thank you. <gasps> What have you watched this week, Rebecca? Uh, oh, you know what I've been watching? I have been watching the new Obi-Wan series on Disney+. Ah, uh, yes. Um, With you and McGregor. Yes. <laughs> A man whose name you'll never forget um, if you haven't seen the video of Alex trying to guess who he is. Can I, full disclosure, I do know who Ewan McGregor is. I loved him as a teenager. Moulin Rouge Ewan and a lifeless ordinary Ewan were frequent features in my sex dreams at night. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Main player for a while there. Oh, I totally get it. Before Robbie Williams came on the scene. (laughs) Um, But I think during that, that exact game, I was trying to think of Hayden Christensen. 
Right, 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 right. I just want to say that because a few people have messaged me being like, how do you not know who you and McGregor is? <gasps> no, come like, on, shut up, guys. do you know what the podcast is? You know who we are. You have to be comfortable with that. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Oh yes, so you've been watching Obi Wan. Yes, and I. This is. Like, I love you, McGregor. It's such a great like mis- nostalgia watch to mm. see him, and he's so fantastic and is accomplished he and in control. I'm so happy. However, the editing of the show is weird. Ah. Something's off about it. Someone in the cast is. Well, not in the cast along the production line, mm-hmm. is not keeping tabs on the storyline. Oh, and like continuity stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and it's what? parts of, like, there'll be, like, this huge battle scene where, like, someone is in a completely different location and okay. then they're there all of, all of a sudden. You're like, how did they get... Maybe the they've learned teleportation. Maybe, Maybe they had to travel on a hangover one day and were like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Yeah. So that is, That's like... That's weird for something that's from such a massive franchise with so much money behind it. Yeah, and as well, like, actress who plays young Leia in it, is she's great, but she's also, like, so, like, little and small. She looks like she's about, like, five or six. Whoa. And she's playing a ten-year-old. Okay. And this is going to sound so weird, but, like, they have her doing these, like, action scenes that if she did look her age... It would make sense, ah, but okay. she's like she's outrunning growing men, <laughs> and I'm like, that's just like little teeny tiny five year old legs. Yeah, not babe. And it looks there's there's footage of it online that oh, like really? people are ridiculing pretty heavily. Okay, it's hard because she's doing a great job. Oh, nothing to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just it's just a little so some, silly. Yeah, someone's. So, been mucking up a little bit in the production side. Yeah, so if you hate Star Wars and you want a reason to laugh at it and be like, this is stupid, great thing to watch. Um, I'm in. If you want to be nostalgic and watch New and McGregor yeah. and turn a blind eye to some editing, <laughs> also a great watch. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, what have you been watching? I finished, I started and finished the miniseries The Dropout. Oh, have you seen? Yes, I've seen all of it. What did you think? I loved it. Yeah. Amanda Seyfried, my where did she come from? Good. I mean, I know she's good, but she's this is dip, this is like a character actor shit, right? Yeah. Here. Well, you forget she's done so many. Yeah, because she's you know like similar to Michelle Pfeiffer. She's a gorgeous, mm-hmm. skinny blonde lady, and you forget that they are talented. Have talent. I'm sorry, <laughs> Amanda. I forgot. Um. Yeah, so I fucking loved it. Yeah. I haven't watched the documentary, though, so now I'm going to watch the documentary and get all the facts facts. Right, 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 right. Uh, but, yeah, so I finished that. Um, I'm in a big true-to-life drama series bent at the moment. I also finished The Staircase. Oh. Which is very good as well. Oh, my God. That man, um, what's his name? Colin Firth. Mm. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. And, yeah, that's what I've watched this week, and I recommend both. Oh, great. Both, both miniseries. Great, 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 great. Sorry, I'm, I'm out of adjectives. Great. Shall we move on to nice people say nice things? Yes. A couple this week. Oh, my God. So I haven't been in the loop without social no, media that's this so, week. That so. is absolutely fine. I have been only on social media this week. 
Um, Okay, so this is a tweet from uh, Schlista78. They say, I was pretty filthy about having to leave for work so early today. Then I turned on Dude Cinema Pod and everything changed. Can recommend the very horny review of Maverick if you need some energy and cheering up. Great. Oh, I'm so glad because we put our whole asses into the episode. <laughs> we put we- our asses and everyone that we know is asses into that episode. Yeah, if you listen to the Patreon that we recorded immediately after, you will <laughs> know. If you listen to Maverick and then listen to the Patreon recorded after, you'll see exactly how much energy we put into it. So it's really we, great. That- we dove heavily after that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Barely so, form a sentence. Thank you, Schleister. That is brilliant. And next, we got a DM on Instagram from Harriet, who is the cinemate who recognized Beck Shaw uh, from guesting on the pod that ah. one time. So Harriet got in touch and they're amazing. And they said uh, they, they love the pod and the shout out and that they can't wait for a live show in Sydney. Harriet, it's coming. Yeah. It is coming. We but, are talking to venues and places. Yes, we're um, organizing it. And um, then I said, like, great, we're definitely something's in the works. Like, keep your eyes peeled. And then Harriet said they'll be in the front row as long as it's <laughs> under 18s allowed. Yes. So we will find an all ages venue. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So that's uh, – oh, and also, sorry, a big, just a quick shout-out to Shane on Instagram. Shane coined a new term, which I would like to bring into our lexicon. So we have Cinemate and uh, Shane coined Cinebestie. Okay, that's another level. That's the top tier of the Patreon <laughs> is Cinebesties. He was just like, hey, Cinebesties, and I'm like, oh, my God, I love it. It's brilliant. <laughs> so thanks, Shane. Thank you, you, Shane. Brilliant work. All right, well – Shall we talk about the movie that has brought us here today? Yes, I'm so excited. So, this week Mm -hmm. we are reviewing a mockumentary film titled... Rockumentary. Sorry, Rockumentary. Oh, I'm embarrassed. (laughs) Cut that, cut that. (laughs) A Rockumentary film called This Is Spinal Tap. Yes. This film was requested by Ali on Instagram. Ali uh, sent this through a while ago. She'd actually told her dad about our podcast and said that his eyes lit up and he rattled off a list of movies that we have to see. Great. So this was on one of those. Uh, this was one of those, that list. Beck, what is your history with the movie This Is Final Tap? Okay. So this movie has been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was heavily recommended to me by... Uh, my ex. Beautiful. Oh, yes. we haven't had a direct ex reco one in a while. Yeah, yeah. So it was his, one of his favourite movies of all time. Wow. And so he really wanted me to watch it. And I think because he knew about, you know, I was recording the podcast when we were together. Together. We st- it was started while you got, yeah. So yeah. So he was very aware of the concept. <laughs> nervous that it would immediately become content for, for the podcast. <laughs> But it's been enough time now that I think that... The statute of limitations has been lifted. <laughs> and and it's time. And yeah. it's time. So I, I'm really excited to be talking about this movie. Okay, great. Also, for the <laughs> he also had uh, a... I think it was Derek Small's... What is it? Like, figurine? One of those bobble like, head, wobbly head figurines? No, no. Like a, like a proper, like... Oh! Like... A proper, proper. I'm trying to avoid the word doll because that sounds 
really patronizing. <laughs> okay. But it was like, yeah, like a action figure. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> so much cooler than doll. Yeah. <laughs> it's a doll. It's a doll. <laughs> to be respectful, I'm gonna say action figure. Cool. And it was in a box and it was it was sitting on top of his wardrobe. Whoa, big fan. Yeah, and I remember like if I like couldn't sleep, I would just be staring at this doll for like hours. <laughs> What was the vibe between you guys? Uh, between me and the doll, it was like confusion from my part, mm. but he had a very like confident look on his face. I bet. And I think a lot of that's why I stayed awake because I'm like, what's your deal? Yeah, what, what's your story? What are you about? You're just up <laughs> on the wardrobe? Yeah. Man, what, what is your life? What are you doing up there? And he was probably Watching like, just sleep. watch the fucking movie. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I was like, well, now I'm not. Because <laughs> <laughs> of Derek Small's action figures pressuring me to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and so you never watched it. So I never watched you it. You stayed strong. You sta- <laughs> stayed steadfast and didn't watch your boyfriend's favorite movie. Which now in hindsight, I'm like, that's quite rude. <laughs> It was at the beginning of, like you said, the inception of this podcast. We were very yeah. strong and adamant and we've relaxed a bit since Yeah, then. yeah. We've learned that we have to enjoy some of the movies, otherwise we will go fucking insane. insane. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Have yeah. you have you told him that you've that you've recently watched the film? Yes, yes, I messaged him to let him know. Great. So uh if you are listening, welcome. And <laughs> I promise to be respectful. Um yeah. But if I don't like it, I don't like it. And yeah. I have to be honest to the mission statement of this podcast. Exactly. We're all allowed to like different things. Yeah. You'll just have to wait and find out. Mm. Alexia, what is mm. your history with this movie? I'd never seen it. Definitely heard about it. I didn't know it was a Christopher Guest film. I had no concept of it. Embarrassingly, I spent a lot of my life until very recently thinking that Spinal Tap was a real band and that this is Spinal <laughs> Tap. The documentary I'd heard about was an actual documentary yeah. on an actual band. Because I don't know, like, 80s rock bands. And so I wasn't, you know, I'm not cool like that. So I just was like, oh, okay. So this everyone just, so the documentary itself must be really amazing, some, like, <laughs> and different somehow for everyone to just talk about this for decades. And it was only in, like, the last few years that I realised that uh, it was this mockumentary as yeah. it was satire a parody <laughs> and they don't exist <laughs> my current boyfriend luke loves this movie he was very excited <laughs> when it came up on our roster um and yeah that's my that's my history right let's dive in through two decades 17 classic albums countless unforgettable concert triumphs they changed the face of british rock music forever and the best part is they're back. Now, they're on the verge of the greatest comeback of all time. Rock and roll. This is their moment. Right straight through this door here, down the hall. Yeah. Turn right. Their time has come. Rock and roll. Any minute now. Any second. Hello, stage. I think we're lost. A little job there. About 30 feet. Job to the left. Get ready. Get set. Prepare to crank those amps up to 11. This is Spinal Tap shines a light on the self-contained universe of a metal band struggling to get back into the charts, including everything from its complicated history of ups and downs, gold albums, changed names, and undersold concert dates, full host of requisite groupies, promoters, hangers-on and historians, sessions, released events, and those special behind-the-scenes moments that keep it all real. 
That's one sentence. What? <laughs> I person took a nap after that. My God. Okay, so it does cover a lot of ground. Yeah. Um, could have been broken down into two sure. sentences for sure. I just don't know how you would. It's it, it would be really hard to write a proper synopsis for a mockumentary film <laughs> and properly get across what it is yeah. and everything, like, without just saying, okay, so it's a fake movie about a fake band and it's really funny. Yeah. But that's, if anyone hasn't seen This Is Final Tap 1, they are not a real band. Mm-hmm. Let that be a lesson to you and to me. And two, it's, yeah, it's a mockumentary. It's all heavily improvised. It follows this group of rock stars in the 80s who are kind of on the decline in their careers and it's just full of, like, there's a a loose storyline about, um, like, a Yoko Ono type character coming in to break up the band. Yes. But other than, like, and they're just trying to like kind of claw their way back into relevance, but not really. Like the stakes are never too high. Yeah, it's just it's just an hour and twenty minutes. Mwah, we love we love <sighs> of just really funny improvised scenes mm. and silly silly characters. I just realized, sorry, when you said 120 minutes, my brain went 1.2 hours. Nope, it's you're two right. hours. No, 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 you're right. It's 1.2 hours. Oh my god, because I was like, it didn't feel like a two-hour movie. <laughs> I did the 1.2, <laughs> and I added a zero. Great. Now we figured out the maths of it. <laughs> An 80-minute film. Yes. I Thank think we've you. only had Idiocracy was the only other one that's been under 90 minutes, oh. and I'm fucking here for it. <laughs> so Vic. For, on beh- like to me, to our listeners, and to mm. your ex, did you like this film? Okay, this was not what I expected it. Ooh, okay, to be at all. Talk me through that. What did you expect? So, because I've this movie has been like heavily quoted to me, mm-hmm. and I've seen like little clips of it everywhere, sure. like the lick my love pump <laughs> scene. I've definitely seen the Eleven thing or yes. heard of that. Hint. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was, like, kind of, like, expecting it to be, like, really, like, sketchy. Okay. Really, like, bold and in your face and mm-hmm. stupid. Like, almost, like, Monty Python-esque. Okay, like, really over the top. And yeah. Stuff. Okay, yeah, interesting. But it wasn't that at all. Mm. It was, like, very subtly silly and charming <laughs> because you could tell that these are, like, really accomplished Musicians, <laughs> they were really. Some of the songs are really I wrote good. That down, like, I like these songs. Yeah. I would believe that these are songs from a failed band. In yeah, Sex Farm is so <laughs> catchy. Sex Farm. <laughs> Living on a sex farm. Oh, my God. Uh, I was like, this is walking a really weird line of being like, it clearly appreciates music and has a really good understanding of music. Interesting. But the subtleties of it. But then every now and then you have a moment that's so funny and so bold that it just like it really sneaks up on you and like pangs in your chest of like, yeah, being like, oh, my God, what the fuck? I, I completely agree. Like sometimes yeah. I felt myself getting sucked in yeah. and forgetting that it was parody. <laughs> and then, then, have, and yeah. then something <laughs> stupid would happen or some line where you just like it just, and it takes you out of it. You're like, oh, that's right. This isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cool. Okay, so that's what you thought. Mm. And okay, did you do you like what ended up happening to you? Yes, good. I did. I this was a really easy watch, and it was like because also I was still very hungover when I watched it. Oof, yeah. 
By the way, this is day two of a hangover. <laughs> I haven't. I didn't watch this this morning on a hangover. Yeah. This is. You're on day two. I'm on day two, so I watched it yesterday. I'm so happy that you're finally joining me in aging around yeah. our hangovers. Me too. It's, it's um, a rite of passage. Yeah. And that hangover stretches into day two. Like, I'm, I'm about to 30. save so much money from how much less I'm going to be drinking from now on. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, and also at the end, I found myself being like so happy for the characters. Yeah. Like I really cared about them by the end of it because it's not like these are the biggest fuckheads of all time. Yes, who are awful people. Mm. Like they're just a bit stupid. Oh my god! I didn't even think of that. That's so true. Yeah. That is such a huge part of why I love this movie. Yes. Oh yeah. And I'm that would so be glad. such a huge part of it because. I think I wouldn't have liked it, yeah, if they went the other route with the characters and making them just absolute assholes and just really awful to everyone, which they easily could have done. Yeah. I'm sure that was very prevalent for rock stars in the 80s. But you're right. They just they were just a bit dumb. Yeah. But still well-intentioned. I just the, – the creators of this film, I think, just got everything right and I'm so – I can't believe that this was made in 1984. Yeah. I can't believe it. I normally don't like movies from the 80s and they don't resonate with me and I can't, like they don't hit. But this one I was, yeah, dragged in, but fucking everything was so funny, but everything was so subtle. I never felt uncomfortable or like, oh, that's aged bad. Nothing has aged badly. Yeah. Even some of the stuff that they alluded to, like when they were talking about the album cover being sexist. (laughs) I'm so glad they didn't show it. Yes. That was such a good intentional yes. choice of like, <laughs> um, uh, what's, oh my God, Fran Drescher. That's her well, name, right? Yeah, that's her real name. <laughs> I forgot. I was like, because that's the Fran name. Fran Fine. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is that the character? Is it the yeah. Fran Drescher of like describing the album of yeah. being like a greased up woman on all fours? She's got to lick the glove with all the men standing around her. Like, it's sexist. And them just describing and it from that. And then just being like, and just not understand. But like that, like they, they wrote that scene. Like, and everything was improvised in this film, but they had each scene. It was it? Yeah. Okay, that makes it, because I was like, I feel like this is all improvised. And if so, this is brilliant. But if it is scripted, I'm like, okay. Good acting. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's, I think, also where the subtlety from everything comes from, because they are improvising it. Um, they can't, <laughs> the reactions are real and stuff. I read yeah. that they tried to, they, they filmed over 120 hours of footage Wow, for this one, one hour twenty minute film because it was all improvised. So they had yeah. just had to film fuck ton, and they had to get like three editors on to edit it. And they ended up wanting. They tried to, in most cases, take the first take from a scene as the final one because mm-hmm. that was the only one where there was genuine reactions to what was happening and and what was being said. But. Yeah, like even just Fran, (laughs) just like the way that Fran Drescher describes it is so. I just and their reactions to it, it feels so progressive for the creators of this film and the writers of this film to tackle a situation like a topic like that and have them be the bad guys for making an album cover like that, not the cool guys. Like they're the bad guys in that situation, and then to be shown. Like then to follow it up later in the film with an example of how to make it a how to make it good, 
Because in my head, when they were talking about the the other guy's album cover, where it was a similar situation, but the genders were reversed. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, well, it's obvious because yeah, the the girls, the victim in the first one, yeah. and then they fucking say that. Yeah. They say it out loud. Well, he, she's the victim. She can't be the victim. You guys have to be the victim if you want to do something like oh. Yeah, and them realising, them having to be explained yeah. of like, yeah, it's funny because he's the victim. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, right, okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's why. All right. You're like, oh, my God. You beautiful idiots. <laughs> but just to tackle a, a situation like that or a topic like that and in such a progressive way, like they could have easily got laughs just doing something gross or I don't know. I was just very impressed. Yeah. And I really can't think of anything in this movie that would have aged poorly because even mm. that was a gross subject, but they did it in the right way. Yeah. For a 1984 film comedy film mm. like that's the same time like animal house came out you know this is the yeah. same era fuck wild mm. completely different oh my god also like because like glam rock would have been like in its early days mm. when this came out and the fact it was already parodying it when it was yeah. like so current true and has stood the test of time is really impressive it's really fucking impressive <laughs> so we just learned we didn't even realise this when we decided to do this movie. But yeah. We just learned that they're, they've announced a sequel is coming out. Yes. Which, uh, no, Alex, we timed it perfectly. I and mean, we, we do timed our it perfectly. That's what, yeah. As we do all the time. We have many producers behind the scenes working 24-7. Yeah, on all the movie news. <laughs> Fingers on the pulse. Um, so that's really exciting. Yeah. Like, I, th- I hope and I think that this will be a sequel similar to a Maverick where it services the fan yeah and i'm like where's spine see whips seeing where spinal tap is now yes i'm so fascinated because the fact that it it, like ends on them having like a small amount of like success Success. and like finding their niche i'm like that's so cute it's so cute and i love like for example the niche thing Uh, they could have like they didn't make fun of that or anything i don't know like because it's i know with acting and comedians and stuff in TV, there's this whole thing of like, oh, if you go to Japan and do Japanese ads, like you're selling out kind of thing. Yeah. But there wasn't any kind of like attitude towards that at all. It was just so wholesome and they were just yeah. excited. They've got a brand new audience and they're having fun <laughs> yeah. with it. Like, I love this movie. It's really sweet. Let's talk about cast. Cast. Okay, so where do we start? Okay, I don't. Remember their names. So See, I only remember Derek Smalls because yeah. <laughs> he's the action figure that I stared at for many, many years in the middle of the night. So first on the IMDb cast list, so that's where we will start, Christopher Guest himself. Yes. Which one does he play? Nigel Tufnell, the, the guy who leaves the band. Oh, great. Okay. Mm. He was so funny. So Funny! <laughs> and it's like you're saying so endearing and just sweet, dumb idiot. Like no malice yeah. or like sex crime shit going on, you know, vibes. He was great. I loved his character. Yeah, and he's just like, no, I don't like it. Like just really, that's the worst accent of all yeah, time. that's pretty spot on. But him just like trying to be so braggy and cool but being like, whatever, I don't even care. But yeah. like. I'm the best bassist of all time. I'm not bassist, best guitarist of yeah. all time, but who keeps a fuck? Like- <laughs> and when he's showing the guy through his room of guitar. Yes, that's exactly the scene I was thinking of. And he's like, don't touch it. Don't even look at don't it. Even look at- 
And they're like going up to 11 and old mate's like, why don't you just make 10 a bit louder? And he's like, but this goes, goes up, up to, to 11. 11. See, that's so, so funny. funny. And like the, because I knew about the 11 thing. Right. And I still found it so hilarious. Yeah. And did you also know, I got told this the other night by a comedian who, uh-huh. when I told I was doing this movie, they were like, you have to mention this, okay. that uh, it is the only movie to be rated out of 11 on IMDb. <gasps> I love that. Right? That's cool, man. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, Chris, so he's the guy. I I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, my impression is that Christopher Guest is the guy that has made all of the big movies like Best in Show, Waiting for Something. There's a bunch of other movies from that, from not this these guys, but there's a whole new group. Uh, like It's like Jane Lynch. Because, okay, can I be honest with you? Yeah. Um, and I should have mentioned this up the top, but before we started watching this for some reason, I thought, and maybe you'll be able to correct me on this, so I thought that this for some reason had a bunch of the guys from Monty Python in it. Oh! I can so see why you would think that. It's very, they're, I mean, they're English, so. Yeah, yeah, they're British comedy from around the <laughs> from 80s. From the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> And so I was like, I don't think they are. I think this is a very different group of people. <laughs> very different sensibilities. Okay, yeah, so uh, I've just looked it up. So Christopher Guest movies, Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman, A Mighty Wind. They're like the three, they're, they're parody kind of satire, very similar like mockumentary style things. Um, so he, I, my, my understanding is that he is the creator of these three very popular, very right. indie cult classic movies. Um, so I didn't realize he would actually be in this one, yeah, or like as a main character as well. And he was fucking great. He was, he was so funny, and he's so cute. Like he's got—I don't know—he's just got that. Like if he was real, a real rock star, I could see why the girls would like fall in love with him. Yeah, he just embodies that like sexy, gross, yeah, stupid, stupid rock star from the eighties vibe. Uh, and then we've got Michael McKeon, who plays David St. Hubbins. He's the yes. other guitarist. Yes. He was so funny, and him and Christopher Guest played off each other so perfectly. They really did, especially that it's improvised. Yeah. They must be best friends. Yeah, surely, and to, like, be. know each other's rhythm and everything like that. Yeah. He, oh did God. you recognize him from anything? He's like pre- he's pretty accomplished. He's been in a bunch of shit. No, I didn't. But also, I think because their look for this was like so specific. so different to what they actually look like. Yeah. What else is he in? He was in. Well, I know him mainly from Laverne and Shirley, but then he was also that's him. He's also been in. I mean, he's. I'm sure he's done a million things, but he's been in all of the Christopher Guest movies. Uh, I know him also that he was in. Uh, Kirby Enthusiasm for a while and stuff. And I think he was also on Better Call Saul. Oh. Um, which I haven't seen. But, yeah, so he's had, like, a very successful long career. Wow. I mean, I totally get it. He's very talented. So funny. <laughs> I also love the dynamic between him and his uh, Yoko Ono ex <laughs> girlfriend. Yeah. What was her name? It was, like, a real, like, perfect girlfriend of the band name. Like, Janice Janine. Janine. Yes. Janine, who, like, gave them, like, a moon chart and everything. And like about that moon chart? That was probably the, like, hardest I laughed in this whole film. Because, <laughs> like, 
when she, because this is when she's like finally taking over the band and she's sitting down and she's very assertive. Mm. She's very like, I'm going to get you back on track. She sits down with all these like documents and stuff. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, my admin queen, she's yeah. going to absolutely like nail the rest of this tour. And then what she ends up showing them is not a tour schedule, nothing to do with that at all. It's astrology chart. Yeah. So funny. So, like, because she's also just, like, a bit insane. Yeah, like, she's totally a bit insane. As you would have to be to date, like, a rock star like that. <laughs> just, like, and him, like, being like, yeah, she's the smartest girl. Yeah. She's going to change the band. Like, <laughs> and just him, like, trying to be so subtle of integrating her in as the manager. I'm like, why don't we get someone that's already here? It's not going to cost, cost yeah, a record put, anymore. Put her on the payroll. You don't need any insurance. Yeah. She's sitting right next to me. Yeah. Oh, bless. The drawings, the drawings of like, oh my god, <laughs> they were so because they were just like so bad. Like, they were so like year twelve art yeah. project of like clearly just something she'd drawn and then been like, this is for you, this is for the band. And you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, how, is this a costume? What are you? So funny, and the way they all played off that in that diner when they're sitting at that diner table, and like they're not. It's just I fucking love it when it's. Like movies are improvised well because if they were tried to script that, it would have been like your line, your line, your line. This is not good. We don't like. But instead, it's just like there's all this commotion going. They're talking over each other. Yeah. It felt. It's just so funny the way they played off that. It wasn't over the top. They were just like, "What the fuck is this?" Oh, I loved it. Sorry, you were talking. No, about no, David. I'm. I'm all in this fantastic like. Yeah. She's so stupid. His dynamic with her was really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her taking them to the airbase without telling them the gig's cancelled. <laughs> and then her booking all these terrible gigs. Yes. Reminded me, I got so many flashbacks of bad, like, stand-up gigs when you rock up to the venue and you're like, oh, uh, This is no. not what I was promised at all. This is not going to go well. Yes. None of this is built for comedy. <laughs> the same thing, they're, like, playing to old people who are, like, work at an airport. Or yeah. <laughs> oh, so my God. And Stonehenge. Oh, my God, Stonehenge. Because that was such a slow burn yeah like just such a like it was just a subtle thing that happened in the background of him just like do this yeah as the set piece and then it's slowly just falling apart just slowly building and building into this fucking nightmare where the tiny stone hinge gets lowered down on stage <laughs> and then Derek Smalls being like I think it might be a choreography issue with the tours <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> maybe we have the dancers dance further away from you it's not the issue Fuck. So did, I didn't realise this until the credits rolled, but did you know the woman who made the Stonehenge, the artist, mm. that's Angelica Houston. That is baby, baby oh, Angelica Houston. God, because I saw her name in the credits yeah. and I was like, I had to look it up. How the who fuck the, did I miss she? her? Yeah. Teeny tiny baby Angelica. Oh, my God. Yeah, wow. Even in that photo, struggling to recognize yeah. her. And just like the genuine, like, what do you mean, final product? <laughs> this is what you wanted. My heart sank for her in that moment. <laughs> okay, and then we've got Harry Shearer playing your mate, Derek yes, Smalls. Yes, Smalls. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> he was great. I think he was, so good. was honestly my favorite mm-hmm. because it would always be like the – 
two leading guys and then he would just jump on at the end with yep. a fantastic tag. Or yes, like, yes, yes. Because he was always just like slightly forgotten that when he did pop up, it's whatever he said was so memorable and yeah, silly. I agree. I saw him as kind of like the Ringo of it, not just because of his facial hair. But yeah. like, <laughs> I, I maybe think that was intentional in some way. Yes. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the Ringo because he's like kind of in the background, very chill, very mellow, and then he just pops out. Yeah. And like when he got stuck in that thing <laughs> in the, on the weird, stage. like worm situation they had on there. <laughs> so funny. And they just keep playing. Oh. It's just a lot of gags. I'm sure I know this is a movie that you'd have to watch it three, four times before you even scratch the surface of all the gags. Yeah. But there's so many gags, but none of them feel like I've seen them before. Yeah, or they're, like, heavily played out. Mm. Like, they're so, again, subtle. Yeah, like getting stuck in something on stage in a, on a, in a prop and then not making it out till the very end of the song and you have to go, that's so funny. And I haven't, like, this is such an old movie. I could have seen, like, this. these things could have become tropes, but they haven't. Yeah. It's still so original. <laughs> And when they call themselves the originals, but then someone else is then they have to say the new originals. <laughs> uh, what was the a seventy song, a flower something? Oh, the, yeah, a, a flower is born or something. Yeah, <laughs> all the iterations that they've gone through. Yes, in style, they were brilliant. Oh my god! Um, and the the recurring uh, drummer. The, the drummer keeps dying. Okay, I have to. I think that running joke might have been my favorite in the yeah. whole thing. That's where I first really just like blurted out laughing when they're chatting to Rob Reiner, who plays the director, and they're just chatting in that garden and they're like explaining how all their drummers have died. <laughs> the first one is from a bizarre gardening accident. And yeah, that's the first time I was like, oh, this is funny. Oh, <laughs> the, the, this the, is not being taken seriously at all. The like, bizarre gardening accident, stuff that, you know, the police were like, we're not even going to look into it. <laughs> the authority, <laughs> I think it's my favourite line from the movie. I had to write it down. The authorities said best leave it um, yeah. unsolved. <laughs> And then the next guy dies from spontaneous combustion. Yeah. And then the next drummer dies from choking on vomit. Yeah. But it's someone else's. Yeah. They're like, you can't, de- you know, you can't. What is you can't it? finger, you can't yeah, dust you, for, for vomit. You know what I'm saying? So funny. So silly. I think also, like, at the time, a lot of it, like, I was just like, oh, that's funny. And mm. now talking about it and reminiscing, I'm having more fun. Do you know what I think that's f- why? This is the first time we've watched a very gag-heavy comedy movie. Yeah. Right? And it always is always going to take time before you can fully appreciate a gag-heavy comedy movie. Yeah. And re-watches and time. Because on the first watch, you're kind of just learning the world and you're learning the style and the cadence and how seriously to take things, how far they're going to go with things. So it's just, I feel like through my watch last night, I was just kind of like figuring the movie out as much as I was just watching it and enjoying it. So I think once I've, now that I've figured it out, I know what kind of satire and stuff it is. A second watch would just be like so amazing. Yeah. I think this would be such a soothing thing to watch as well. Like I can see myself putting this on in the background. Yeah. Because you don't have, there's no real storyline. Like there is, but. Yeah. But it's not important. Yeah. And if you just duck in, you'll get a gag within like 30 seconds and duck out. Oh, 
Mm. Would you, Fran Drescher? Oh my god! So this was like one of her first I think ever it roles. Was yeah, because she's so young in this. So young, like she was fantastic, and she doesn't have she hasn't lent into the Fran Drescher kind of voice cadence yet. Yeah, I think I remember hearing or reading, maybe it was a Twitter thread or something, that she was finding it really hard to find roles even after being in this huge movie. Um, she's finding it hard to be cast, and then that's kind of why she created the nanny character and kind of just produced a show on her own because people couldn't place her in things, casting wise. Um, but yeah, she was incredible in this. And then I did read on IMDb trivia, so she actually revives this character in an episode of The Nanny. There's an episode where a, a producer, like Maxwell's friend, who's a producer, comes in and it's played by Fran Drescher and it's this Bobby character. But I didn't know the Whoa. history of it. And then she, like, Fran, Fran finds, like, jealous of her and worrying that Maxwell's going to cheat on her with, and it's very funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because she, she was so great. Like, because she's really young in this. Oh, yeah. She would have been, like. Early 20s yeah, or something. Yeah, And her being, like, playing the part of music management where she's constantly just calling people over. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, even her just subtly being, like, to one of the guys, be like, you don't say anything. Come over, hey, come over here. Like Being such a bus bitch authority figure. Yeah, I just, like, kind it. of, like, passive aggressive mm. to all these people in a room but acting like she's best friends with everyone. Like, And not, not being portrayed as a ditz or an idiot or anything. Like, I think, what did you think of the, the women in this film? I really liked that, like, none of them were – like just like the punchline or yeah, the Stuart all every woman in this had a character substance yeah a backstory yeah i completely agree that it, that's another thing that i'm so surprised for a comedy movie in the 80s to have done to mm. like all of the like there's obviously more men than women in the cast but um which is fine because i think that's the the story but the women characters that are there are so funny. Mm. And then, yeah, they're not idiots. And like I said, they're not the punchline. And also fully clothed. The Fully clothed. Entire time, even the like groupies who were just there to hook up with the band. Yeah. They weren't rocking around their underwear or anything. Like they were just normal dressed women hanging, which I was like for the 80s. Yeah. Huge. I can't, I just can't believe it. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this movie could be made today. I think it could. It's really got a, like a timeless element to it. This is like one of the few cult classic films that we've watched where I'm like, I 100% get it. Mm. I totally get why it's become, you know, I, I'll i admit, Highlander last week, I don't oh my understand gosh. why oh it's my a gosh. cult classic. But this, yeah, fucking watch it till the end of time. Yeah. It's fantastic. And also it does a really interesting thing where it's like it's filmed from as if you are a person sitting in on every conversation. Yeah, like like the, you're there with them. Yeah, you're not just the camera. Yeah, because there's very few like wide shots. Mm. Like it's all just like you sitting in with the band, or like I particularly when they were like get, got lost in that basement, <laughs> trying to find the stage. Yeah, oh that was so funny. Yeah, and also because they keep referring to the camera, like oh yeah, they look at you and they acknowledge you, and yes. you're like, I'm part of it. I'm here, guys. I'm here. Do you want me to help you find the stage? <laughs> okay, let Do we just want to go through things we found funny? Yes. Oh my god, yes, please. The okay. tiny sandwich scene. <laughs> I was dying 
I was missing everything they were saying because I was laughing so much. I just didn't understand that you have to fold the salami yeah. over. He honestly. just wanted to be mad about something and he, he picked just... the tiny pieces of bread. It's like, look, look, they're, they're bloody crumbling, are they? Like, yeah. you can't even use them. And he's like, well, you're not supposed to. Oh, yeah. And then he'd be like, well, if you fold it. And he's like, but if I fold it, it's going to break. And he's like, you don't need to fold the bread. You're folding the ham. Yeah, but they were just folding it, folding it, folding it. So I don't know if you're savage anymore. And he's like, so what you're saying is you just want a regular sandwich? He's like, yeah. Just... Okay, we'll get you a right. regular sandwich. Cool. Why did we start with the title? It's so funny. So good. Oh, my God. I think my favorite was when, and this was like, I laughed out loud the most is when he's like, I'm kind of known for my solos. <laughs> <laughs> My guitar solos. Oh, my God, the guitar solos. We're so f- And him just, like, picking it, like, playing a guitar and then playing another guitar with his foot, picking up, like, a violin and, like, rubbing them together. That was, like, Mr. Bean-esque of, like, how and dumb it was. I noticed something that Luke, had, as a fan of the film, hadn't even noticed before. So, one to me. Um, at the time when he's playing the guitar with the violin, he quickly tunes the violin. Yes. Just that, that killed me. That was really good. That was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just would have loved this movie growing up. I'm so mad that I didn't watch this growing up. I mm. have to talk to my parents because, like, yeah. this would have been so fun to quote. It just, ugh. This would have hit so hard. And I think as a parent, you could safely watch this and, like, the kids wouldn't. Mm pick up on anything that yeah. was like an adult thing. I mean, they'd probably be bored because they don't understand Because it is <laughs> the subtle. tropes of a yeah. glam metal band. And it's not very colourful and they're very quiet. Like, yeah, it's not like scripted yeah. conversation. It's real conversation. Yeah, if you're not listening, you'll like you'll miss, miss stuff. <laughs> okay, so, Alexia, I think it's time. Yes. How, uh, first question. Mm. I was wondering, did this movie make you horny? I mean, not in a traditional sense, mm. um, but in a. I feel like when I did that, I felt very Elizabeth Holmes. Then, so I've just I just you finished just it yesterday. Not in a traditional sense. But <laughs> cut that out. Um, yeah, not in a traditional sense, but in a. It's gonna sound wanky, but fuck it. I love this movie. In a. I got comedy horny for this film. Oh. Yeah. And it, it's – I just love that it's something I haven't seen before and it actually lived up to the 40 years of hype that it's been given. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what about you? Great. Did you get horned? Um, no. I did find Fran Drescher in this was oh. really beautiful. Yes. Like she's always been a very beautiful mm. person, but – in this, I don't know, she even, though she was playing, like, a slightly cuntish yeah. character, her just, like, having, you know, oh, constantly smoking one long cigarette gorgeous. that never and seemed to she, end. And oh, just the way, like, she held the, the cigarette pack and the lighter in her hand that she's holding the cigarettes with. It's just, like, it's so, like, yeah, 80s glam. Yeah, Shit. I I liked, I was like, she's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. That was probably, and also, you know what? A little bit for Derek Smalls. Go for but it. Maybe that's because we know each other. <laughs> We've had such a long-running relationship. He has been watching you sleep. He watched you sleep for a couple of years. Then. Yeah. So that's only <laughs> true. Oh, and also Janine was gorgeous too. We didn't like, yeah. she is, I don't know, I haven't, don't recognize her, but she's stunning. Her eyes, my God. Yeah. Fucking 80s hair. <laughs> um, would you recommend this movie on a date? Um, 
No, what I would recommend though is if you are in a relationship some- with someone and they say that they really love this movie, you should do them the respect of watching it with them and enjoying it with them and not putting it off for years, doing a podcast about <laughs> movies for a really long time and then waiting until you guys have been apart for a long time to watch it without them and not appreciate the things that they enjoy. That's what I would recommend. Okay, so if anyone finds themselves in that specific situation, <laughs> this is the movie to watch. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, I reckon this is a great date movie. I think the conditions just have to be if one of you is a lifelong fan of it, don't point out jokes. Don't like because you know there's so many that on a first watch you're going to miss some, um, and just just let the newbie enjoy it as it is. Mm. And if they like it, then you might get to watch it again with them yeah. and again and again and again. And then you can point out jokes and stuff. Mm. And, and then f- you can go watch the sequel together. Then you can watch the sequel together, hopefully coming out this year, I guess. <laughs> um, ratings. Whew, okay. I mean, I think we have to rate this out of 11. I love it. Obviously. How many tiny sandwiches out of 11 <laughs> would you give this film? Um, I would give this. I reckon eight. Okay. Eight sandwiches out of 11. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, it was beautiful and charming and I really enjoyed it. It didn't blow my mind, mm-hmm. uh, but I loved it mm-hmm. and I thought it was really nice. What about you? I'm going to give this a 10, <gasps> but it's even a bit louder as a 10, so it's an 11. <laughs> I fucking love this movie and it's like one of the first movies in a really long time where for me it lived up to the hype and I was really intimidated going in and watching it because I'm like not big on music stuff and I don't didn't watch these types of documentaries back in the day but everything about I just loved it it was an absolute joy great it's an hour and 20 yeah <laughs> big props that's for that. one episode of the dropout you yeah. know <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, that was This Is Spinal Tap. You guys, we release episodes weekly, so please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and please join us next week when we watch yet another movie a dude has told us we have to see. <laughs> and if you want to keep up with us and what movies we are reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Cinema Pod and like our Facebook page, Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. You can chat to us there or shoot us an email at guide to do cinema at gmail.com. And if you want to support the podcast in any way, best thing to do is to go on to iTunes and give us a five-star review and let us know which movie a dude has told you to see and we will review it for you. If you need inspiration, here's a really cool review that we got from Obi104. <gasps> UN. Oh, my God. Good people, good potto. I don't know if that's how you spell the Aussie abbreviation of podcast, but frankly, I don't give a damn. <laughs> We're going to start saying potto now. Yeah. Uh, the show is good. Listen to it or else. Also, my housemate has dude sending me into the social network and to the rest of the house. So that's my recommendation. Oh, my God. We would love we to, do the to do the social network. Also, thank you to our new sinner bestie, Oba, Obi104. Yes, thank you. Oh, my God. Making us watch a little more of Andrew Garfield. Hell, yes. Social network is, isn't that... Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg, Justin Timberlake, and Andrew and Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Okay. Yes. My lord. Um, and also, you, we have merch, as always. Mm-hmm. DudeCinemaPod.com for totes and stickers. Yeah. And Alexia. Yes, my love. <laughs> Finally, a kumite to you. And a kumite to you and yours. Cheerio, governor. <laughs> <laughs>